Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that doesn't have a Foley artist on staff, apparently. Mm. <laughs> and neither does Doctor Who. Uh, not this week. No. It's the noobs and the Whovian. We'll talk more about Foley artists in a little bit. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And this is that podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 156, covering series 10, episode 10. Ooh, 10, 10. The Eaters of Light. This is the one where the Doctor and Bill work with Romans and Scots to beat the crap out of a photosynthesis month. that. <laughs> <laughs> photosynthesis monster that will eat all light in the universe yeah what yeah, yeah I, will it did, eat, I didn't really get will that it eat the sun or just the, or light, just the light from, from it from the sun? yeah because the sun is not just light <sighs> and is there a difference or yeah, i don't there, understand there is a difference the sun is molecules not just light well no i mean yeah, yeah. i mean is there a difference <laughs> in the end result like whether it eats all of the light. How did it eat all of the Yeah. Anyways, story number 274 originally aired June t- uh, 17th, 2017 to 4.73 million Super viewers. Super sad viewers. If that number sounds interesting to you, we'll come back to it. All right. Uh, this was uh, written by Rona Monroe and directed by Charles Palmer. Now, Char- Charles Palmer, blah, 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 say that three times fast. Hmm. We just talked about him because he did Smith and Jones. Well done, sir. The Shakespeare Code. Rock on. Human Nature and Family Blood. My word. A series <laughs> yeah. of episodes that we talk about on the regular and then also Oxygen. Mm. Throw him out the window. But he did write this one, so we'll we'll give him a pass on oxygen. You know, it's, let's see. One, two, three, four, if you count human nature and family blood as two separate ones. Oxygen, and then this one is six. So five out of six pretty good ones? All right. And one turkey? Right. Mm. Okay, nah. fine. Now, two. coming back to written by Rona Monroe, she has three unique distinctions within the Hooniverse. This is amazing, guys. First of all, she has the longest gap between writing two stories in Doctor Who. So so she wrote a story, and then she wrote this one. Now, the gap between those two was 27 years, 6 months, and 11 days. Now, I would venture to say that the next longest gap is nowhere near that, because her second distinction is that she is currently, as of time of recording, Series 13 has not yet aired, so that's where we're at, she is currently the only writer to have written for both classic era and new who mm. that blows my mind. She's the only one. And I thought for sure we've had, now we've had some directors come back. We've even had some actors come back in either yeah. reprise roles or just, you know, they were, you know, random person number yeah. two in this episode. And now they're in this other episode of new who, but the only uh, writer to have written for both eras of doctor who third she wrote survival. So she's okay. So here's the thing. She's only written two stories. The gap between those two stories is the longest in doctor who history at over 27 years. She's because she wrote those two stories. She's the only writer to have written in both eras of doctor who. And it just so happens that the one that she wrote in classic who was the last one in so Doctor she Who. barely made it. She be, barely made yeah, it. She, she, she wrote Survival, which was the last. Now, if you guys remember, wow. this was the, the last of the Seventh Doctor 
And um, I don't know if we've actually sat down and watched together sort of his final speech with it's him and Ace. And he gives this amazing speech and then turns around and they just sort of walk off into the woods. And it's Mm. like, was that the end of Doctor Who? Like, um, we need to watch that sometime. If I haven't shown it to you before, um, it's it's an amazing speech. But and it and it sounds like this. This is exactly what you would hear the doctor say as the last thing that you hear the doctor say, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, nobody ever knew that this show was coming back. But the problem is, if y'all remember, nobody knew it was going away. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't know she was, or at least I don't think so. I don't think that at the time of writing or even at the time of, of, of filming that they knew that this was going to be oh, the end. Wow. And so they, at the very least, they went on hiatus and they didn't ever cancel it. So they definitely didn't know that this was going to be the last episode of Doctor Who for like a couple of decades almost. <laughs> um, so at any rate, um, lots of lots of interesting stuff uh, with with Rona Munro there. So congratulations to her. Under miscellaneous trivia, with its 4.73 million viewers that we just referenced, this was the least watched Doctor Who story. Uh, uh, sorry, story in New Who thus far. So if it sounded like, boy, that number sounds lower than we've ever heard before, you would be correct. It is. (laughs) It is the least watched story in New Who thus far. Wow. Uh, And uh, uh, Presumably, if the Wikia is accurate, up to and including Series 12. And I I don't know any of the numbers for that. However, being the least watched, lowest rated, not lowest rated as in thumbs up, thumbs down, but Mm -hmm. lowest number, you know, in ratings. It still pulled down 30% of the viewing audience in the UK that day. Wow. Which again, How? tells you the difference in the size of the UK and the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> so 4.73 million viewers, let's just call it five. That means that somewhere around 15 million people uh, were, were watching TV that night and 30% of them were watching Doctor Who. Like 15 million people. That's how many people there are in Dallas. Like, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing to think about is like, you know, how many people watched the Super Bowl, uh, you know, that same year? Just t- 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 tens of millions, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and I, you know, the Super Bowl is not a fair comparison to a sci fi show. <laughs> well, people in other countries watch that. Yeah. So. But um, you know what, Cor- Corbin, just real quick, just pull up, see if you can Google. Um, the viewing numbers for the good place, uh, oh. any, any, any episode, it just any episode, because I'm willing to bet if you picked it's any like episode of the good place, it's probably 20 million viewers. Yeah. Um, or for that matter, pull up, you know, like Chuck and see where <laughs> they only had 10 million and NBC wanted to cancel them or something like that. Like, and, and I'm making up numbers here. Cause I, I legitimately have no, no idea. had 50 million people. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, the viewing numbers uh, for for the U.S. and the U.K. are drastically different. You got anything for us, Corbin? <laughs> Completely counter to what you were saying. Oh no! It seems the highest viewers the Good Place ever got was two point three million. <gasps> what? What? But that I mean, cannot uh, be right. That was for the season four premiere, which was in like that was the twenty twenty. No one was watching, no one in America was watching, like, network television in 2020. That was the highest? Yeah, that's what this says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, we're, we're four years down the road from, 
from series 10 of, of Doctor Who, I'm willing to bet there was probably a lot more streaming happening at that time. Mm-hmm. So I stand corrected. I stand corrected. But I do know at one time that if you if you compared some of those numbers, um, it was ridiculous. So guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Google Fi. Hey, guess what we did today, guys? We bumped it up. That's right. We are now Google <laughs> Fi Unlimited. <gasps> I've talked about this before, and I, I did the I did the, the the number crunching. And if we had switched back in October, uh, r- i.e., right before y'all we went back to school and crap, yeah, we would have been saving money every single month because we we spent like more than what's that? Probably would have saved like three hundred dollars. Oh, not course. that much, not that much. But but if you added up how much how much more we paid each month from then till now, um. Uh, Maybe a, a bill's worth, maybe maybe one month worth, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but it, but a good chunk. And uh, so, at any rate, guys, what you can do, our our family, we've got four phones. If you're getting four lines, it's thirty dollars per line, and you get unlimited talk, text, and data. Right? You can't beat it. And uh, if you're not needing that much, like we weren't for a long, long time, twenty dollars a month gets you unlimited talk and text, and then it's ten dollars per gig of data after that. $15 per line. You can add on additional lines and everybody uh, shares in the same bucket of data. So whichever way you want to go, you want to go the flexible plan or the unlimited plan, you're going to end up saving money if you compare yourself to like AT&T or uh, 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 Verizon or any of the other big dogs out there. And by the way, Google Fi uses multiple cell networks. So you're going to have good service. Um, check, you know, obviously check the coverage map in your area and make sure that it's good for you. But other than that, um, check it out, get some good deals on some uh, Android phones, or you can bring your own iPhone over, whatever you want to do. Go over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi, get $20 off after your first month, and get a pretty awesome cell phone service, if I do say so myself. Well, that brings us down to the checklist, uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Uh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, It's okay. called The yeah. Eaters of Light, uh, which is the creature of the week, The Eaters of Light. Uh, they're from another dimension? It's that was really unclear. Kind, they're just kind of floating around in this bluish void. You know something thing. I just thought of when he was looking through the the little gateway, and he was seeing them like swirling around and stuff. Yeah, how does that work with the time slippage? Hmm? Because when the people stepped in there, they went into like freeze frame because the time moves differently there. Yeah. So he should so have been able to. Does that mean they're just moving super fast? I was gonna say that would mean they're moving like crazy fast in that universe. To, for them to be, or did he not see them until he stepped in? He didn't see him. He didn't see him until, until he stepped into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. and also that's right. That means that the people at the very end, when they were walking in one at a time, uh-huh. it was like days between, or no, it, no at least minutes. Around. I was no, no, no. I was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. But actually, it's the other way around. Like the last guy who like paused oh, and looked back and yeah. smiled and lingered a little bit. It was when he stepped through. They all the people behind the him time. never didn't know didn't know that he stopped for a second at all. Yeah, because he could have it was stopped like, for a day. They probably all stepped on top of each other. Right. Yeah. In there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually more more they likely. Just fell yeah. over top of each other. Yeah, yeah. I did because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Oh man, he like showed up like a week late or something." And then I was like, "Oh no, wait, no, no that's no, not it's, how it works." It's like the other way around. So I do love that, and it did remind me. Uh, I oh, I can't think of the name of the of the movie, but there, it's kind of an indie movie. Um, so it wasn't like amazing, but it was but it was kind of intriguing. It's probably on like Netflix or 
Amazon Prime or something like that. And it's and it involves a very similar premise where a guy goes into a cave and there's time slippage. And uh-huh. they, but instead of it being, you know, three seconds worth of material in a sci-fi show, it's an entire movie built on that premise. So they have to like go they they go yeah. in and explore that premise. Um mm-hmm. and it and it um I'll have to I'll have to see if I can look that up and maybe put the title of it in the show notes because I don't I don't remember what the title was, but it was it was a it was a, about going into a cave and there was uh, time runs differently inside that cave. Huh. And oh, it's it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, um, fascinating fascinating thing. Maybe 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 worth doing as a timey wimey. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, 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 it would be like it'd be like doing a uh, Interstellar. Like Interstellar wasn't yeah. really time travel, and but th- it, well, like, but it was. But it, it was, was at the end. Yeah. Like imagine if you took that end. part out, <laughs> like just all the time <laughs> dilation stuff. That's yeah, all you're dealing with. Which does work with time, but like. Yeah, but you, there's no going backwards in time, so we wouldn't so. have the uh, "Can you change the past?" <laughs> conversation. Anyways, um, apparently the eaters of light don't make sounds when you hit them, or when they move, or breathe <laughs> ever, or like for any other reason. <laughs> um. That scene at the end, <laughs> where well, they, they don't where have they light in their dimension, in- they also don't have sound in their dimension. Yeah. So they just don't make any sound. And not only that, they apparently absorb sound around them in the room. Because yeah. here, here's what happened. This is the the Foley artist uh, comment earlier. That that scene where they lured it into the cave, and then they like started fighting it. Did anybody else notice that there was no sound? Yeah. There were no like, there was no like shing shing of swords that you would normally have. There was no uh, celery whacking on a tabletop uh, that represents being punched in the sternum or whatever Foley artists do. Um, There was, and then, and like, I thought they were doing it as a bit. It was something about the monster that was going to be a reveal, which, and that would have been kind of dumb because that still was really really weird and awkward without all these sounds <laughs> yeah it okay imagine if at the end of that struggle somebody said did you notice that there was no sounds like it got quiet in here and then they explain it away or something like they they say oh it, it's something to do with the way he devours light it also disrupts sound waves or you know some Techno babble, crap. crap. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Some jibberty jabberty. Just so they didn't like, have to pay the $20 to get yeah. those sound effects. <laughs> from, from the sound archive or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, then uh, in that same sequence, the doctor like got whacked on the head and fell to the ground and there were no, <laughs> there sound, were effects no sound effects. It's like, it's almost like their Foley artist went on strike. And then I started <laughs> going, wait a minute. Was there any... Foley in the entire episode. And so just, just to catch everybody up, in, not, I don't want to sound patronizing, but if you don't know what Foley is, that's that's when somebody goes in after the fact and adds in all the sound effects. So like when you get punched in the face, it doesn't sound anything like it does in a movie. They add that sound effect <laughs> so that in. So you know what's up. <laughs> right. And so, you know, like the sound of people walking across the gravel driveway, you know, they don't. the microphones don't actually pick that up while they're recording. They add all that stuff in later. And it's amazing when you watch a movie without the Foley. Like if you can find a YouTube clip of 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 uh, like I saw one time it was like a bar scene fight uh, in like a Jackie Chan everything movie. Else. And they showed it before and after the Foley. Or no, I'm sorry. They showed it after and then before the Foley. So it's like, here's the way it looked in the movie. You know, and every single thing that happens is this dramatic sound effect. And then they showed it like, here's what the boom mic actually picked up. 
And it's like, oh my gosh, nothing, nothing. is happening. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Just. our brains are trained for that now. And so to have this episode happen where, to be honest, when the doctor got hit on the head and fell to the ground, that's probably what it would actually sound like in yeah, real life. Yeah. But we're so used to this overhyped, you know, over reality. Clunk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Funk and then, you know, and like the yeah. sound of leather scraping against stone and crap. Um, but we didn't get that at all. That. And now I'm wondering if the crow sound effect was the only sound effects that we actually got yeah. in the whole thing, which, Corbin, you want to? <laughs> that was should, mean. Should I say that now? You want to take it now or do you want to talk about it later? <laughs> Let's put in other yeah. stuff we noticed. Okay. okay. Put, go ahead and put it down in. Corbin, has, say, Corbin just, has feelings just take about take it head crows. on right now. <laughs> Uh, jiggery pokery bill has never noticed that or, or she never got why all the aliens speak english we have gotten to her 10th yeah. episode oh her 10th episode i didn't before even we that. explained the translation circuits and by the way we didn't the, yeah the doctor she didn't explain it yeah she's like i guess it's the doctor and no, like I and did, by the way I she said it was him was- she was like, it was you, doctor, or something to do yes. with the TARDIS. And then she kind of went into this explaining thing, and the doctor just said, kind of. I think in the scene with the doctor, she didn't even say the TARDIS. She said, it's you, right? Some sort of, uh, what did she say? Some sort of Psych- psychic field, yeah. I think is what psychic, she said. Psychic link. And he says, yes. And like, granted, that was not the time to go, well, it's more complicated than that. There's a translation matrix within the heart of the TARDIS. But and if like, you are exposed to it for long enough, there's residual effects. So that even if you're not in range of the TARDIS, like there wasn't time for any no. of that. So he just goes, yeah, yeah, it was me. Yeah, 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 sure. And so now does she think that the doctor exudes a psychic field? <laughs> That'd be bizarre. Yeah. And so I just, I was An like, An episode wow. comes up where that runs out or something. And now yeah, the doctor it. gets knocked unconscious and now we don't understand each other. Um, <laughs> now it only, it not only translates, it does lip sync too. And I think, <laughs> I think this is the first time we've officially said this, right? Yeah, probably. That was funny. I think, um, so the, 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 the big the big translation matrix episode that we did one time before was the fires of Pompeii, which holy cow, was that a long time ago? That was Donna and 10. And actually had 12 in it, but anyway. Huh? Oh, right. Yeah, (laughs) it did. Yeah, Yeah, actually it did. I didn't even think of that. I didn't think of that. So in that episode, we discovered that, uh, when she, so every time they were speaking English, it sounded like Latin to all of the Latin speakers or all of the Romans around them. And so when she spouted off Latin and said, Vini, Vidi, Vici, it came across as Celtic. Do y'all remember this? No. So that when she said something in Latin, the Latin speakers heard her speaking in Celtic. Why? <laughs> That I don't know. Sense. If I remember correctly, I think we did an entire 0.5 episode on can we talk about the translation matrix. Now, I, oh, again, yeah. I don't think we've ever officially said anything on screen about, oh my goodness, not only does it translate, but because it is a psychic phenomena, it's a psychic, you know, technology it, it in the TARDIS. It appears if they're speaking. Though. Exactly. Their lips sync up so that it doesn't look like you know, like a, a, a Chinese action film that was brought over to the U.S. in the 80s where they overdub. Could you imagine having to do that? Have you guys, like, in real life all the time, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. would be, that would be, melt your brain. Have y'all ever seen a movie like that? Or even I've seen clips like of a movie? Anime. 
where just their mouths um, go like. Gah, that's gah, not gah. the same though, because that's, their mouth is. That's wrong. close. Yeah, it's close. But it's not as bad because you already expect a cartoon mouth to not exactly be <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But when you watch another human being and their mouth is moving and it is and and by the way they change out again all of the foley they change out the voiceover and so the voice doesn't sound out of place with the sound. Mm-hmm. But it does look out of place with the visual and it just like breaks your brain until what but what is weird is that if you watch something like that long enough, eventually your brain just goes, oh, OK, fine, whatever, and just ignores it. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of go. It's kind of like when you're watching and you've got the subtitles on like we often do with Doctor Who yeah. as though we're watching a show in, in Japanese. Um we uh, eventually your brain just gets used to seeing the words as the people are saying them, you know, and yeah. you kind of forget it's there unless your your mother. Um, she never <laughs> gets yeah. over it and can't ever take it. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> um, so instead of having to deal with all that, the TARDIS just does lip sync as well. Yeah. So. Just to fix but everything real quick. I completely forgot about this. It makes everyone sound like a child. What? And I'm like, this is a weird thing to throw in there but also kind of speaks to the doctor's character and the way he handles people did he mean this literally or metaphorically do they literally sound like eight-year-olds oh like their pitch and everything yeah Yeah. i I hope not i think he just meant like yeah like metaphorically i didn't even think that's what i thought except that it also makes everyone sound like children to each other i thought Okay. Now that opens up a whole other can of worms. When they were saying all that, I thought it was because the people in the village were all like 16 and under, and the Roman soldiers were all 18 and younger. So when they were finally able to communicate with each other, they realized we're both just children who are like slaughtering each other. I thought that's what all... Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what he meant, yeah. Except that she said specifically to the doctor, is this what it's like for you? Or something to that effect. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, again, like no time to explain. Yeah, that's that's how it is. Everyone in the universe sounds like a child to me. So, but mm. is the flip side true? Does that mean the doctor sounds like a child? And does that mean that when Bill is speaking to, you know, some other alien somewhere, does she sound like a child to them? And do they sound like a child to her? Because that's we've never experienced weird. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. They I don't understand. sound like children to us. Yeah, I don't quite understand what they mean by that, though. In what I think it's just supposed to be metaphorical and be like, oh, woo. the doctor <laughs> has a heart or something. I don't know. I would assume. Corbin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with your interpretation. I think maybe what it is is that they realized that they all sound like children because they are all children. Like they are it, children. And when Bill said, doctor, is this what it's like for you? That was metaphorical. Yeah. Is it, do, does, does everyone sound like a child to you? Not because of the translation matrix, but just yeah. because of who you are. And he yeah, says, you've yes. had like, you know, millions of years of life experience right. or whatever the crap. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your your um, interpretation. What's the, that's the word, and uh, and and run with it. Yeah. So, other stuff we noticed. Uh, they went to second century Aberdeen to settle a bet. <laughs> I know what happened to the yeah. to the second legion. No, you don't. I do. I lived there once. What? No, I read a book. You mm-hmm. want to bet? All right, let's go right now. <laughs> I read, and then they were both wrong. Yeah. So, so you know, no, technically when, they were both right. When I was y'all's age, 
And, and we, if we were having a conversation like that, we would just have to like tell each other that we were wrong. And I marvel constantly that you guys can <laughs> bypass that whole thing or speculate. Y'all can bypass that whole thing about just arguing blindly or speculating blindly and just flipping Google it. I am yeah. dumbfounded on a regular basis where I'll be in a conversation with somebody and sometimes it's y'all and we're like going around and around. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. And then I'm like, if only there were some interconnected network of computers, which could tell us the answer. And I pull it up and I Google it and we have an answer <laughs> at our fingertips. Imagine if instead of that, you could just, hop into a time machine and go, and go anywhere, any when. <laughs> and yeah, and prove. Why don't we like, have that? Even Come Wikipedia can be wrong. <laughs> so... <laughs> Come I mean, on, Google. Why don't you start making time machines? Yeah, they're Google. working on it. I'm sure. <laughs> then we I'm can sure. know everything all the time. The, the self-driving car is one step away from the self-driving DeLorean. Uh, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> there we go. Uh, crows can talk. They're just in a collective huff because we stopped listening. Oh wait, except that actually they're remembering car. Corbin, you know. <laughs> All right. The one thing. I'm okay, real quick. Last thing under my stuff here is their bodies seemed like they were deprived of sunlight for an extended period of time. To which the doctor says, "Huh, death by Scotland." No, Moving that, right that, along. that was that was Nardole, Nardole wasn't it? But, yeah, was it Nardole? Okay, yeah, death by Scotland. I love it. Corbin has feelings about crows. This is so dumb, but I think one of the funniest parts about it is that there are birds that can imitate. You know, sounds we make like right. parrots and right. they go with a bird that can't. They go, oh, crows. And I know they went with a bird that is native to that area that adds to the creep factor. It kind of does. And it is arguably factor. one of the more intelligent bird species we know of. OK. And it had to. That's it, why the name. It does kind of add to the and, creep factor. But, yes, it does. But like you say, oh. It's birds native to where we are, but they didn't add anything to the story. It's not like the birds needed to be there. They at did all. for the end. Okay, that's no, just justifying them being there you by them that? being there. <laughs> yeah, the the crow calling out to the doctor didn't impact it anything. Didn't do anything. Yeah, they, which it definitely should have. Yeah, you're gonna introduce the, the the idea that birds can that, that crows historically throughout all of space and time have been able to talk, and but now they don't for whatever reason. Except that one of them decided to talk again to to call out to the doctor. That should be a plot yeah, that, point. That, that should be why be. the doctor decided to investigate, but it wasn't. No. no. So I even kind of love it's like it almost feels like they came up with the idea. Oh, what if crows used to talk? <laughs> And now they're saying one thing over and over again. Right. And then they just worked it into the story instead of it like starting out as like a crucial part of this story. It felt more like they were trying to wedge it in. Yeah, because like we said, the crows literally had nothing else to do. Yeah. With. Yeah, I get that. They they weren't involved in the plot at all. Just. This tag at the end, them them saying the doctor's name at the beginning was just to add only, to the creep factor as well. Huh? Was just to add to the creep factor as well because, like, okay, d- definitely the crows but are also, calling out. All your name. it was doing was setting up. It was prompting the doctor to say, "Yes, crows have always been able to talk, but they just stopped because humans don't listen anymore." Which was all just the big setup to ah, ha ha ha. No, they are still talking. They're just remembering 
car. And so it's like, which was the, amazing, the, but okay. The setup only needed to be there as the setup and the payoff only paid off because the setup had to be there for the payoff for the setup. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if the crows had paradox. played some crucial point, like if, if, if the, 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 the calling of the crows could, uh, you know, Lauren. scare away the eaters of light oh. or, or, Something. or frighten them to the point where they used the crows to, to, uh, herd the, the eater of light whatever. back to the cave or something like then the crows would have had some reason to be there but again but no. they were only there <laughs> for the setup which was only there for the payoff which was only there because the setup had to be paid off yeah right. if you removed them nothing would nothing be changes it's except for corbin's good. frustration levels, levels with this episode and also, my happiness also. at the very end. yeah because court a trip loved it i i liked it i i i like that stupid crap okay yeah. i like it, it gives, when it gives a reason for all of the angry old crows, they're just, they're okay. just remembering If you've ever felt something uh, like, if, if you ever thought you felt something crawling up your back, it's a time it's beetle. It's this thing, If you yeah. ever thought you saw something out of the corner of your eye, you it's did. the silence. If yeah. you ever thought you saw a creepy little girl in a mirror, it's because the doctor trapped a little girl in literally every single mirror. If mm-hmm. you ever thought that, you know, uh, crows were, were uh, what was I saying? Being <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> if you ever thought crows were creepy, and why do they say caw? They say caw because car saved the universe. That's and why. Now that's all why of crows know about it. Here's you know what I thought. That reminded me. I was I wanted to ask you something the other night, Corbin. How do you feel about Aesop's fables? When I, you read an Aesop's fable and you get to the end and there's the payoff, how do you feel at the end of that? It's been a long time since I've read any, but if I read you one now. I always just thought they were kind of goofy. And if I got to the end and said, and that's why mosquitoes buzz in your ear, would you immediately facepalm and storm off up the stairs and (sighs) slam your door and be mad at the world? (laughs) Even as a kid. That's what happened at the end of this episode. (laughs) It was dumb. It was bad. Corbin was like, that's it. Yeah, but I'm done with this episode. You're making my feelings come back. The thing is, even at the end, uh, even what? Even as a child. (laughs) I thought Aesop's fables were just stories for children. Yeah. So you can excuse them being goofy and having dumb morals and whatnot. Okay. But this is like (laughs) a show for adults. (laughs) And they're still doing it. I will remind you, sir, that Doctor Who is a children's program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As evidenced by the increase in potty mouth over series (laughs) 10. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So I think think when you have goofy morals and, you know, stuff like that, in a children's book, that's fine because it's for children. You know, it's not held to the same standard because it's for children. So you don't. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, like when you when you hear one of those, uh, so now we're doing it with sci-fi and time travel. We used to do it with myth, right? The reason that the zebra has its stripes is because of this thing, right? Okay, okay. The reason that the bee has a sting that kills it instead of its instead of its enemy is because of according to the fable this there was a a, a contest and the winner of the contest uh, was happened to be the honeybee and and asked Zeus for a weapon that would have a deadly uh, sting and <laughs> Zeus said your pride is too great so I will answer your request I will give you a weapon with a fatal sting but it will kill you and that's why honeybees have a stinger that kills them and it's like 
what? <laughs> why? You know, but th- we used to do this with myth, right? This is why it rains. This is why there's thunder. This is why there's lightning. This is why monsoons happen. This is why there's an ocean. You know, all those kinds of things. And now we're doing it with sci-fi. And I eat that crap yeah. up. I love it. Give me more popcorn. Thank you, sir. You don't seem to like it as much. <laughs> I think those old myths are a little more endearing. I don't know why. But I think what? it's just different when it's like, there are oh. things that we do have explanations for them. <laughs> we do, we can explain those. We actually know what causes life. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, I don't think it's the same as saying, oh, do you know the, that crows, they actually go caw because they're remembering Carr, the little Scots girl that went off to fight <laughs> aliens in a different universe in the 1600s, longer ago than that. When is this? Second episode? century. Second <laughs> a bit longer ago the than 16th that. 16th century. <laughs> I don't think there were any picts left in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I love that stuff. I love it's, yeah. th- that's why my favorite thing is it's not vampires, it's aliens. It's not, you know, it, uh, uh, the, you know, Einstein was really a time traveler or whatever the, <laughs> you know, the craft that you want to come up with. I love that stuff. A, because it's not true. And B, because I'm like, oh, that's a neat little bow that they put it on. My favorite thing is when I don't see it coming. And oh, this one, even though I've seen it before, as you all know, my track record thus far, did not see that coming at all. <laughs> couldn't remember. Didn't remember what an eater of light was. Couldn't under, Couldn't remember what the instigating storyline was. Nothing. Nothing no. about this episode stuck out of my mind. Honestly, I thought we were going to get a lot more of Missy in this episode because yeah. I seemed to remember that once she got out of the vault, she was out of the vault, which was true. She was. Until but we didn't know that until the very end because once again, let's do the entire episode and until then we come to back this. to the season long arc in the last 90 seconds. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. And yet absolutely nothing from it. Yeah. So who's who? Uh, who is Bill? Um, she's only into women, but Lucius won't hold her narrow mindedness against her. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Get It's so destroyed. great. Huh? I said, get destroyed. Yeah. So, um, so I thought it was interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So let's back up. Right. We have, um, in Bill, let's see, is this a first? Let me think here. Let me think. Okay. Speaking out of less knowledge of classic who and more knowledge of new who we have. (laughs) What? Count Dracula. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. I'm so terrible. What are you saying? I was about to say. Dad just had a meltdown. I don't know what this says about me as a human being or if it says more about the character. I was about to say, I think Bill is the first woman of color who's a companion. Martha! Martha Jones! Yeah. Nice one, Dad. We just... just, I just don't remember Martha. (laughs) She's always in my mind. She's always the, oh, except for Martha. Poor Martha. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so never mind. Bill is not the first. Oh, my gosh. I'm so terrible. Anyways, Martha is not the first woman of color who's a companion. <laughs> but. <laughs> We're going to have to edit this out. <laughs> She's not the first woman of color. Okay. She's not the first woman of color of, uh, companion, but she is a woman of color who's a companion. Mm-hmm. Um, there haven't been a terribly lot of those, right? Um, very few companions of color, honestly. Um, mostly white women. Um, then we've, we, you know, we've, we, we, we've got Mickey, 
Um, we've got uh, Danny Pink that are, you know, sort of like kind of sort of companions, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got Martha. We've got Bill. Now, they decided to also break a little bit of ground with Bill by, if I remember correctly, Bill was the first openly gay companion. And again, I'm scanning my memory mm-hmm. banks here. But I'm pretty sure that that is I'm pretty sure that that is the case because I remember that being a deal, a big deal when they were announcing uh, not only the casting, but what this new character was going to be like. Right. And so um, this this came about in the, you know, in the first episode with, um, oh, crap, the, the, the girl whose name I can't remember, but she had heterochromia and she, she got sucked into the puddle. Um, she was like kind of a love interest for Bill, yeah, but then really, she became like <laughs> the first victim of Series 10. Um so we've we've had that. So then we do the time travel element where she's like, uh, hello, melanin, right? Like the doctor's like, hey, let's go gallivanting around uh, uh, the River Thames in 1700s mm-hmm. London or whatever. And she's like, um, hello, like I know yeah. you're an old white guy, so it works perfectly fine for you, um, but it might be a little harder for me. And then she had that statement in that episode where she said um, – Again, whatever it was, you know, 18th century London, a lot darker than than the history books say, or she may have even said a lot blacker than the history books say. And then <laughs> so was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the doctor had that line about <laughs> so was Jesus. So we had, you know, we've had her. Um, uh, she got hit on by, uh, if you remember, in Knock Knock, she got hit on by one of the potential new roommates, and she had to be like, um, yeah, you're not really my type, <laughs> like. No, seriously, you're not at all my type. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. Remember, it kind of softened the blow. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, if you're rejecting me because you don't like men, that's oh, fine. Okay, it's okay. not me then. <laughs> so then we kind of do a reversal where she's experiencing these things. And then she gets accused of being a racist because of the blue guy, yeah. the blue alien guy on the ship. And he's like, oh, great. They brought a racist. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me? And then here we have, she gets kind of awkward trying to, let's see, um, how do I explain this to Lucius? How do I explain to someone from the second century, yeah. you know, Roman legion that um, I'm gay? Um, let's see, I'm, I'm not really into men at all and lucius is like oh right oh, yeah okay. like the other what was the other guy's name uh, was it maximus marcus? Mar- marcus marcus corbin was laughing marcus. at the yeah, like Mar- it was like somebody yeah. just pulled up the latin baby names book it was like <laughs> wait, who did we have lucius cornelius cornelius and marcus yeah and he's like oh you're like marcus he only likes men and then he goes on to say but we won't hold your narrow-mindedness against you so it's like oh wait in their context, being hetero or homosexual is bizarre. They're just like, whatever, whatever, man. Like, why would you have a preference? So I just love how they take these things and then just like flip them on their head uh, for, for, for poor Bill. And she keeps having to get like smacked in the face by this. Once in the future? Where was the thing with the blue alien guy? Was that in the future and in space? Yeah. Probably. So. And then once in her own past in yeah. Scotland, you know. So, um, let's see. Scared is fine. Scared is human, Bill says. She has, uh, that That to me was a, a great moment. And I'm trying to remember, where was this? This was, uh, 
Her talk. This was her talking to Lucius, right? Cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like not wanting to go out or whatever. Yeah, um, she had a great speech there, and that was the only bit I wrote down. Oh, she said, "Scared is fine. Scared is human, but I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not a plan. plan. Scared is not a plan." And I was like, "Oh, that's that. Mm, that's got a ring to it there. Scared is fine. Scared is human. It's it's what you do with you know. It's what you do when you are scared. I remember telling you guys when y'all were younger that um, being courageous means being bigger than your fears, or being brave." means being bigger than your fears. Um, who is Nardole? He's in his jammies for this one. I love that. That was funny. I love all of his suits. Like, he just wears uh, yeah. random Has he ever stuff. worn the same thing two episodes in a row? He's hey. like the opposite of the Doctor in yeah. that sense. Because the Doctor is oh, always yeah. wearing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go out in my pajamas. Right, and he and had nobody like even the goofiest pajamas. Uh, well, I mean, nobody questioned him, but also nobody... Asked her about this, you know, asked Bill about the strange material on her legs. Oh, yeah. Denim. You know, <laughs> is that blue you're wearing? Uh, yeah, where does blue happen? What color is that? We don't even have a word for that color yet. Um, is that ocean? I, that that always does uh, make me laugh because there are some episodes. Uh, remember, remember, uh, remember uh, gosh, who was it? Queen Victoria accused Rose of being in her underwear. Or being oh, being naked, she yeah. said. She said that she was naked or undressed or something because she in Queen Victoria's pink. view, Rose was essentially in her underwear because she wasn't wearing like a big floofy gown. Oh. She's wearing like pants and a shirt, yeah. but in Victoria's eyes, you know. But then other times, no one says a word. Yeah, she's like a Roman legion and you know picked Scots warriors. And she's wearing ripped blue jeans and a t-shirt. Nobody bats an eye. I did think it was yeah. funny, though. Her t-shirt was color-coordinated with the suits they were wearing. It was oh, like the yeah. same oh, was it really? and blacks and whatnot. Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even pick up on that. But then, of course, she's wearing blue jeans. They right. don't even have the word for that color that yet. Yeah, let alone what is denim. Yeah, exactly. As green as the sky. Yeah, Levi Strauss hadn't invented that yet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who is Missy? She understands the universe, the doctor says. She sees it. But she never hears the music. Oh, man. I love it when the doctor waxes poetic. <laughs> you know, what was it? Quantum physics and poetry are the same thing. Because of oh. the rhymes. Because um, of the rhymes. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Um, she's crying more often now, she says. Or is she? We'll is come back she? to that. <laughs> is she lying? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely circle back around to that in our, in our theory section. So who is the doctor? Uh, he was a Roman farmer, a juggler, and a vestal virgin second class. <laughs> to which uh nardole could not get over that that he was second class yeah and i'm like does that mean he should have been first class is that what that means because he kept saying seriously for the second class like really he goes it's a long story <laughs> yeah i bet there's a comic book about it out there somewhere uh it's not always fun being right he says poor doctor it's mm. tough tough always being right um, he's against charm. <laughs> that is 12 all up and down uh, and all over. Uh, 11, I think, would be definitely for charm. He was he was all about being charming. 12, not so much. Not Attack not eyebrows, so much. not charm. Less charm, more eyebrows. Um, he usually ends up being boss of the locals, according to Bill. <laughs> I thought that was a, <laughs> a great line. Like, wherever the locals are, that's where we need to go. He usually ends up being in charge. And the trouble with hope is that it's hard to resist. Oh, man. Oh, Dang, doctor. Walk Sad. away. Sad, doctor. Uh, guys, Noobs in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James, who we're about to hear from in just a minute. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do. Head over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash support. I should make that uh, rhyme with do. How? How? Ooh, 
I, I need to make noobsinthehoovie.com slash do. Why? <laughs> so I can say, if, if you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you do. Go to noobsinthehoovie.com slash do. Dot PHP. Um, guys, um, yeah, so head on over there. Find your favorite way to support us, whether it's by uh, clicking on our Amazon ad and sign up for BritBox or uh, just clicking on our ba- banner and then buying anything in Amazon. We'll, we'll get some credit for that. Uh, you can become a monthly supporter either through Patreon or our preferred method, actually, even better. Just click on the PayPal donation button on our website and then you can check a box that says make it monthly and then that'll get you uh, right in there. We'll give you the same benefits. If you go to the $5 a month on just PayPal, we'll still give you a monthly shout out even if you don't do it through Patreon um, because we actually uh, actually get to keep a little bit more of the money if you do it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Or you can even do a one-time donation. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go over to noobsandhooving.com slash support. Click on the Patreon. Uh, sorry. No, don't click on the Patreon button. That's that's for suckers. That's Victor, Jared, and James. No. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. wait. <laughs> they're not suckers. We love you guys. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, click on support. Click on the PayPal button. Send us a dollar. Just one time. You don't even have to make it monthly. We'd love it if you did, but what if you just send us a dollar? Because that'd be funny. Because <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Or you can send it? us multiples of dollars. Multiples of dollars. <laughs> multiples of dollars. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Okay, so um, head over to noobsinthehooving.com slash support. Click on something and support us today while you still can. Oh, what? Ooh. What does he mean? What? What does he mean on episode 156? What possibly? What does he mean? (laughs) Anyways, um, let's see. Can we talk about? We already did, didn't we? Corbin had feelings. Can we we talk about? Did we already talk? Yes. We 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 already yeah we covered that. So that brings us to our classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared's got to tell us this week. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the Eaters of Light. So, um, somewhat towards the beginning, Nardole is talking to the locals and, uh, or the young locals, I guess you could say, and uh, the doctor comes out, he's been gone for two days, in through the gate, and uh, he's talking about, again, we're hearing about the M- Mary Celeste. Of course, we just saw a picture of the Mary Celeste before, and that brought up the uh the serial, The Chase, uh, where it explained the mysterious disappearance of the crew of the Mar- Mary Celeste. Well, now we have Nardole giving his explanation of the Mary Celeste, where it was a uh, creature that was uh, uh, digesting through communication. That's an interesting uh, creature out there. but uh, And then choking to death on a life raft. So uh, I don't know which now is the official... Uh, series um, explanation, but uh, now we've we've got two possible ones. Uh, Let's see. The doctor says he once lived as Roman, which he did in the serial The Romans. It was the first doctor. That was, you might remember, when he inadvertently caused the great fire of Rome. Um, I don't know if that's the official title, but the big fire in Rome back way, way, way back when. And the whole business, though, about t- being uh, uh, in the Roman Legion second class, uh, he spoke so fast and didn't have the subtitles on and, and uh, went back and still couldn't de- do it and didn't bother with doing subtitles. Sorry, but uh, <clears throat> I don't think any of that's really explained in the in the serial, the Romans. Uh, so I don't know if that's from something else. I couldn't find any connection to that. They were just maybe... Uh, you know, maybe some a joke I missed. I don't know, but I thought you guys might mention that, so I thought I'd bring it up. 
So that's really all the classic Who connections that I that I found that I, that I saw noticed. Um, there were obviously lots of new Who connections as these stories lately have been. But anyway, uh, so not to get too far into it, uh, but I I thought this was a solid idea of a story. But the execution didn't just didn't do anything for me, I guess. Uh, the, the whole concept of something that eats light, that's kind of cool. But then, and, and coming through the gate from the void, you know, kind of explains how it's here. But it, it feels like if it eats light, you know, I, I, I guess I, waves and particles, it, 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 it just it, it didn't catch me. Is making enough sense. I don't know. Maybe you guys have already talked about this and you've made it all make sense. But um, the the whole concept of it, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. But they didn't really either explain it well enough or or make it work or be relevant well enough. Um, I mean, all, all that being said, in a in a world where there's pocket universes and and time travel, then you know, probably shouldn't quibble about this. But here we are. So anyway, and uh, but. The, the whole point to say it made the ending feel kind of flat to me. It just felt like, oh, we're setting up this really big thing. And then like, oh, we're going to shine a bunch of light on him and send him in the, into the void through the gate. Um, and then, of course, the doctor doesn't have to stand there guarding the gate for the, all the rest of eternity, which, of course, we know the doctor would never be able to do that because he can't even guard the vault with Missy in it without leaving. So the doctor would certainly leave the gate and leave the Earth vulnerable naturally. Uh, because he'd have to go off somewhere. He'd be too bored. So anyway, uh, to all that to say, in the end, I'm giving 6.5 out of 10 tunes that I can't get out of my head. So even if I could hear them, I wouldn't really want to. Uh, that that's, tune is, uh, you know, really background riff is playing over and over in my head as I record this. And I watched it a few days ago. So that's awesome. And nothing much creepy about it, uh, so I'm just giving it sort of a, a, a somewhat standard 50 creep levels, catch-all 50 creep levels. A uh, couple of things maybe you could consider creeping there, but not really. So that is all I've got, and uh, thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. Thank you to the noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more ne- Classic Who connections next time. So the Mary Celeste has an entry on the of course it does on the wiki of course it does across books mm-hmm. comics and the show there are four explanations <laughs> for what happened to the mary celeste <laughs> nice and see this again this is an example of what i was talking about right there's no such thing as vampires they're aliens the, the Mer- mary celeste or marie celeste one of the the wikia listed it as the marie celeste in the title of one of the comics or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, it, uh, the reason it disappeared was uh, time travel or sea monster or what? I, the, I, the, I think they're the all four various travel, examples. Yeah. Um, I love that stuff, but I, I do think it's hilarious that um, even within the canon of the show, we There's now have multiple. multiple explanations, maybe kind of sort of. Yeah. If. And then if you go, you know, uh, beyond that, we have all kinds of additional stuff. Um, so can we talk about, before we get into the overall impression, something I didn't think about until listening to Jared, can we talk about the resolution of, of the baddie of the week here? Um, yeah. Okay, so the doctor says, uh, much like, uh, who was it? Was it, it wasn't, there's an episode of Star Trek where, the, where we deal with this, where it's like a, um, 
alternate universe version of someone shows up. And so he, remember he, he like, uh, goes, goes into the void between the dimensions and they're locked in eternal combat because if he ever lets them go, he'll make it into the real universe, uh, you know, to our universe and destroy everything. And it's one of those type of scenarios where the doctor's like, I, you know, live a super long time. Plus I can regenerate, which, you know, now he's got a fresh new set of regenerations anyway. So who knows how long he could go. He's going to stay in there and fend off the eaters of light instead of the picked warriors having to do this over and over again. Okay. So first of all, my, my first question is what's wrong with the existing plan, the way it's been working for presumably centuries. It's been working that once every generation or so, a picked warrior goes in and does battle. And again, as the doctor explained it, he goes in and does battle with them for a few minutes, but you know, for 15 minutes or something, but 60 or 70 years pass on, on earth in the cairn. So the doctor is going to go in and fight them off for presumably for eternity. Now, first of all, he's gotten it backwards because he doesn't have to fight them off for eternity. Mm. He has to fight them off for several orders of magnitude less, which are unless unless you're going to say, you know, he is going to literally fend them off for, you know, until the heat death of the universe. But even then, what did, what did we decide that was in the universe? It's like yeah. however many trillion years into the future when we caught up with yeah. um, me. Master. <clears throat> or that, 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 yeah, that one too. <laughs> that was the other time we were yeah. at the end of the universe. He knows when the end of the universe is. All he has to do is do the math, right? Uh-huh. And fight him for that long, which... Presumably, that's still going to be a very long time. Like, right? 2,000 years. But in the end, they win him over and say, We're going to him over. They beat him over the head with a stick. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not they winning so they, they literally beat him over the head sick. and then physically restrained him yeah. <laughs> so that they could go in and do battle. And he's like, No, no, you can't take them on. No one can but me. I'm like, I beg the different doctor. Except people they've have been. been yes, so. they have they've been. been taking them on just fine without you. Now, you could argue, well, she's only a 13-year-old girl or however however old she is. She's not a full-grown woman. She's not a true warrior or whatever. Except Maybe you could argue all that. all of them are going in, but whatever. Right. So they decide, well, we're all going to go in. Okay, but here's the problem. If the way it's been going is every time somebody goes in, that only holds them off for a generation or two. We didn't fix the problem. Yeah. No. They aren't going in there to be locked in eternal combat. If they fought it for the rest of their lives, it probably would only be a few thousand years that you just bought. Or let's be generous and say they fought them off for the rest of their natural lives. Let's say they live to 100. Forget about where they got food and water and bathroom breaks. Forget about any of that, right? (laughs) They're able to sustain themselves. And... The oldest one is 18. Let's say he lives to 118. Ridiculous. Okay. So 100 years. <laughs> and he's fighting. And he's still and fighting. And fighting the whole time. Till and let's say, the day he dies. Yeah, literally until the day he dies. And let's say that that gives, uh, that gives Earth a million years. Or this universe, rather. A million years. We've already been to the year 5 billion. And apparently humanity is still around yeah. in 5 billion years. Let alone the end of the universe. So... 
What problem did we solve with this episode? We just made it so that nobody remembers to go fend off the evil monsters that are going to devour the universe. Well, no, that's not true because now all the people that were left behind, they know. So are they going to carry on the tradition? Is that what we're left with? We're just back to where we started and and in another generation, the next gatekeeper has to go in too? Well, except that gatekeeper is going to find six dead bodies instead of one? What's that? At the end, the gateway collapsed because too many people went in. So that's the resolution. Oh, crap. You're right. I totally forgot that that happened until now. That makes way more sense because I'm like, what is that's their plan? Abs- Kill all of them or absolutely something? Except that they didn't the right know that that was going to happen. Yeah, right. That's the problem. So, right. So I, I just assume like the doctor could just like skip forward a little bit. Actually, here's what I thought was going to happen. What I thought was going to happen was the doctor was going to enter the gateway and tell Bill and Nardol to take the TARDIS back to 2017 where they just came from yeah, and pick him up. Yeah. Go to, go back to 2017, go to the Cairn. He'll come out and they'll go along their merry way. And again, maybe let's do the math and say that that was enough time or whatever, <laughs> but nope, it was just like, no, we're just going to leave these people. But trip, you're absolutely right. Because so many of them went in, it collapsed the gateway problem solved. I apologize. I shouldn't have brought anything up. Moving on. Uh, overall impressions. Jared gave it 6.5 out of 10 tunes he can't get out of his head. <laughs> I, I guess he's talking about the um, the like Irish uh, jig music. Pipes. The Scottish oh, yeah. music. Oh, that was dumb too. But that's... Sorry, I shouldn't have said Irish. I, I know better than that. It's Scottish. <laughs> Scottish. Why, why can they hear it? And why did we go visit the children in 2017? You say oh, to back to when the doctor was, but the doctor wasn't there. We just saw those children. Oh my gosh, the doctor was own. never there in 2017. Oh, no, yeah. you're right. No, we just it saw was just we tar- the them. picture of the TARDIS was there and the kids were there. That's, yeah. oh. Who I engraved the TARDIS onto those stones? Man. One of the Picts that's, that didn't go in. None the of thing. them saw the TARDIS. Maybe the crows did it too. Wait, or, wait who knows? they didn't see the TARDIS? No, we haven't. No, we didn't, didn't see the TARDIS this episode. <laughs> I don't think they did see the TARDIS. Until we saw them walk out. Nobody no, we saw did see the TARDIS at the end because they went into the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but the TARDIS but no, was... No, we saw cool. them get out of the TARDIS at the beginning. No, we yeah, saw them land. We saw the TARDIS. That was nowhere near the... Nobody had to walk in like long directions. Nowhere near the locals, ways. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So Jared gave it 6.5 out of 10. Uh, Trip, what are you going to give it? Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit higher because I don't know. I, I like the ending because like, oh, happy ending and then the crows right. remembered them and... Whatever. I think I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10 scared Romans. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm torn on this one. I think there's, there's elements to this that I really enjoy. Like I said, I love, I love the bit with Bill and Lucius. I love everything about the interaction between Bill and Lucius. Yeah. Um, both the narrow-minded bit and her giving the rousing you know, speech and everything. Um, by the way, realizing she's the oldest person in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because she's college age, but, you know, grandpa is is 18. Which, by the way, yeah. we thought was a, we thought that was we a close, was a- I put that in the adventures in closed captioning and then, then they explained, no, he actually did say grandpa. <laughs> um, so I love those bits. I love, you know, why do crows say what they say? I loved Nardole and his stupid jammies. Um, the <laughs> bit with, jammies. I like the bit with, um, with Missy at the end. Yeah. What I didn't nice like touch. was the Eaters of Light. I didn't like anything about you them. You didn't like basically the entire episode. Yeah. If, if we could have... Ne- no, 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 no. That's the thing is I liked so much of the episode, but, but the central thing... like the 
If it was a different, like if they were fighting something if, different. If we had never seen them, if we had never gotten as many rules about it that we then ignored and broke and cobbled together. Yeah. Um, I think I enjoyed the character development more than, than the actual inciting incident for this episode. Yeah. So I'm it, kind of torn. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it um, seven out of 10 cars just for gosh. Corbin. Yeah. Uh, I thought this one Two was bad. <laughs> but, Did you know? Okay. So first of all, color me surprised is the eaters of light, which I am still not clear what they were, yep. where they Jared were from, figure it out for what you, they did. <clears throat> How did they kill the people? They sucked the sunlight out of them? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. And death by Scotland. They absorb light and the sun. How does that work? Like, yeah, why don't they just fly up to the sun? They will absorb the Why were they the waiting yeah, here? Why were they flying around in the dark? Like, oh no, they're, it's nighttime, so now they have to eat people instead. Like, well, they never flew or they're, anything. They're trans-dimensional beings. Why didn't they just go into space and eat the sun like the doctor said they were <laughs> yeah, going to? The you say they're trans-dimensional like that was on purpose, but we weren't sure if that's the case. It kind of seems like they were just stuck in this place for some reason. So like the Eaters of Light were just here on Earth and somehow fell into this weird rock thing? Something. I don't know. <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> that's the problem. It's yeah. Corbin's problem. With it. Yeah, so I thought that was bad. And also... Just, I thought a lot of the dialogue was really bad. I think the script needed like a few more revisions or something before they <laughs> okay. filmed it. I don't know. I just didn't like it very much. So yeah, I see. I'm gonna agree with Jared. Go like uh, six out of ten. Mary Celeste's <laughs> uh, creep level. I'm gonna say because of um, again looking at it from the youngsters' perspective, the Eaters of Light were fairly creepy. Yeah. Um, you know, glowy beast things that suck your essence or light or soul or whatever and make your head look uh, yeah and super that weird. that right there because we got a good look at at least two or three of those victims that was pretty creepy so i'm gonna go 200 i mean it's still not quite halfway mm -hmm. there but 200 out of 500 creep levels i think i'm gonna go a little bit lower with the just a hundred you know for like the weird faces did jared give I, his what did he say 50 um I, really only 50 what would you give it then I don't know. Probably about a hundred. Because uh, Jared yeah, Jared said fifty. The body horror of those weird gray masses. Blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> weird disgusting. gray disgusting. They were gray. Why? Yeah, because it sucked all the sucked sun out of them. Light at them. And their hair? <laughs> Something. Yeah, anyway. Something. Uh, so that brings it down to theories. Um let's see, when does Missy get out? That needs to come off the list <laughs> here. Um, when does Bill, no, oh, sorry. I was confusing questions here. How does Bill leave? Trip, any thoughts? Honestly, we've seen, I still think that it, it's going to be entirely unrelated to Missy. It's just going to be something comes up and she well, has your to previous sacrifice thing was herself she, for it. Okay. She sacrifices herself to yeah. save the universe is, is your thing. Uh, Corbin, you said Missy kills her. Any changes? <laughs> Uh, no, I still think that's going to be it. All right. And Jared said, Missy uses her as a pawn to escape and that will drive Bill to quit the TARDIS, which, which is, is my a favorite good theory, which I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. Which, by the way, I, I'm struggling. Like, uh, I'm always, I'm always tiptoeing around spoilers, but I'm having a weird thing here where typical of the season so far, um, I 
have a very clear mental image of something that happens. But you don't have any idea when it happens. Um, no, I have a, I have a, I have, a, <laughs> I have an okay idea of when. No clue why. Can't remember why at all. Not really. Um, I know a sequence of events that's coming. Uh, I can't remember why, what sets it in motion <laughs> and why that ends up the way that it does. Can't remember. So, um, I'm in, I'm in for the ride as well, guys. There we go. Um, anywho, um, let's see, is Missy turning good? I mean, she did cry y'all. Like shed one single tear. No, it was a act. Honestly, act. the end of this episode was weird with her like pouncing at the doctor. Like, does this mean we can still be friends and all that? I can't <laughs> tell if that was bad writing or her doing a really bad job of pretending to be good now. I don't know which of those. I think that was just bad. I feel, feel like she felt too keen. She was too eager. She was weird. Just yeah, she was being she weird was in this scene. Strange. Yeah, probably because she hasn't like been friends with the doctor in like thousands of years. I don't think she True. ever or, let go of the idea that they were friends. Yeah, that's my you point. said that when we were watching it. Yeah, it was like um, the doctor stopped being friends a long time ago, and but Corbin, you said I don't did. think Missy ever did. I, I think mm. you're right. I think you're right that that uh, the master never quit seeing the doctor as their friend, but you know, it's just, it's just a little different. And being a psychopath, the master has a different definition of what a friendship mm-hmm. is. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tripp said she'll change a bit, but not really. She'll look like she's good, but then turn back. Corbin said, no, not at all. So you're kind of wrong, Corbin, because she definitely Wait. looks like she's turning good. She's not going to turn good though. I I also think she will. Like I agree. Okay, now you've seen you've seen the next time. I don't remember it. Okay, so the next time is they are going to send her out on a mission. Oh right. Okay. And then we see the other master. Anyway. Oh yeah, that that was weird. Yeah, the very end, which I'm like, how? Why? It would be. Why would you show that? Yeah. And again, it's like, you know, within the context of our podcast, we can't consider that spoilers because it airs with the episode, you know, so we, you know, we're not giving away anything that they didn't give away, but I don't understand why they gave away that, that the Sims master is coming back. I'm just like, what? It would be really amazing if that wasn't the master. Ooh. That wasn't even like Missy isn't even the master. The other, like he never regenerated. He never regenerated. Yeah. Okay. So Missy. All right, so all right. So new new theory the section. New theory section. What's up with the Sims Master uh, returning? So I, Trip says. Uh, I think it would be really cool if like that Missy isn't actually the master, or the other way around. The other master is the master. What? Like oh. one of one of them isn't actually the master, but I'm pretty sure Missy isn't. Because okay. that, that would be so you're a gonna really say cool Missy reveal. Isn't the master and never has been. Uh-uh. And that that's what we're that's what the reveal of the Sims Master showing up is gonna tell us. Yeah. Okay. Corbin, what do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. Because I got the impression that they were simulating her little adventure. They weren't actually letting her run wild like she was in basically the what what is it called? 
crap. So the she hollow would, deck of the TARDIS. <laughs> okay. So she was acting like the doctor and that's going to be yeah, the villain. So if that's what it is, then mm. I would assume probably that master is part of whatever simulation. Huh. But I don't see why the doctor would do something like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I think it is going to actually be the master. Then why'd you bring that up? Wait, what? <clears throat> I'm just saying it looked like it was a simulation, but I have no idea why the doctor would ever show this previous version of the master to Maybe Missy. to to show her what Yeah, like like what, what she they're was like. like. <laughs> Maybe. That, that See, would that, make sense. That's kind of a, like, this huh. is what I have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe it is that. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm say well, we'll, he's we'll, a simulation. We will definitely see because the game plan is that next week we're covering Series 10, Episodes 11 and 12, World Enough and Time, not in, in oh, Time. Oh. World, <laughs> World Enough and Time and The Doctor Falls before we head into the last Christmas special. It dawned on me today. We're doing Twice Upon a Time two weeks from now, and that is thus far the last Christmas special because they moved into New Year's specials instead of Christmas specials. Um, And this past year, there was talk like, they kept calling it a festive special. And there were literally rumors it could be a Christmas special, it could be a New Year's special again, or maybe they'll show it during Thanksgiving weekend. or literally... Ramadan or <laughs> any time during like, you know, between Chris uh, Thanksgiving and New Year's, it's a festive time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Perfect time for a Doctor Who episode. You could totally skip it and call it the summer special. Uh, yeah, right. Like like we had with uh, Tenant, where he had the, oh, yeah. uh, those, those four specials that were spaced out over the course of like an entire year. Um, yeah. So after that, so we, we've got World Enough in Time and the Doctor Falls. That's next week. And then... Twice upon a time, last Christmas special ever, last episode with the 12th Doctor. All of it's going to get wrapped up. Then we're on to new showrunner, new Doctor, new companions, new TARDIS, new Sonic, new intro music, new intro Just burn all of Burn it all to the ground, start all over, new filming style, new filming uh, schedules, less episodes per season, all kinds of crap is different. Um, And after, um, after Twice upon a time, we are a bit iffy because as of today the recording of this episode series 13's release date hasn't been announced i've been talking about this a little bit so if we stick with the current schedule as it is with the timey-wimeys with the master plan episodes we could cover series 13 live starting on december 12th so if they don't premiere before december 12th we're golden we don't have to do a thing but if we strip away all of the timey-wimeys and the master plan episodes, if we just did Doctor Who episodes, current Doctor Who episodes, we could catch up and be ready to go by November 7th. So if they announce a release date before November 7th, which is the first Sunday of November, if they announce a release date before November, we are going to have some things to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll have to do something to catch up in time. So if they come out anytime after November 7th, we can make it work. If they come out on December 12th, perfect, because we will do everything that we have planned to do 
without having to alter the schedule at all and then be able to catch up live. So everybody listening right now needs to write a letter to the BBC <laughs> um, asking them not to release Series 13 until November 7th at the earliest and preferably on December 12th. Okay? Just sincerely yours, your biggest fans of Doctor Who, Noobs and the Whovians fans and listeners, uh, John Smith, whatever your name is. <laughs> oh, Actually, if you put John Smith, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Sign it, John, uh, John Smith and Martha Jones. Um, anyways, so like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm clinging to the hope that they're going to announce something soon. And every week that goes by where they don't announce something makes it more and more tenuous for us. So if they haven't made an announcement by the time we get there, uh, we would in theory after twice upon a time do a timey wimey. If no announcement has happened between here and there, which it doesn't seem likely because that's two weeks from now, then we will skip that timey wimey because I need to be prepared for cutting everything out and getting us to season 13 as quickly as possible. That's what I'm planning for. And so basically we're not going to do a timey wimey or a master plan episode again until we know the release date of series 13. At that point we can adjust the schedule. We can make whatever changes. And what I'm really going to be mad about is if we get clear out to November and we and haven't then, done any time. And they say and we it's haven't done July any, of the next year. year. <laughs> the last official thing that was said was late 2021, but that was said months ago. They have been completely yeah. silent, completely silent. I so, haven't heard a single thing about whether they're still recording. If they have finished recording, if COVID has interfered with their recordings, I don't know. Um, so that's that's where we're at. So stick with us for the next couple of weeks. Do the uh, series finale two-parter, then the uh, the Christmas special, and then we'll let you know where we're going from there. One way or the other, we are really close, guys, to finally, finally, finally getting to the 13th Doctor. I'm excited. I've actually been pre-rewatching it in preparation so that I didn't have another relapse of series 10 where I didn't know what the heck was going on. <laughs> and uh, it's my first rewatch of these episodes and I'm really enjoying them. Like I'm really liking them the second time around. So I, I'm looking forward to us uh, getting there and uh, and seeing what happens with Hopefully this. not be sick of them by the time you get there. Um, no. And, I, and the other thing is I'm, I'm blowing through them. I'm just, I'm mm. just chewing through them really fast. So just anyways, to get the basic plot lines of each episode. Kind of. Yeah. Guys, Noobs in the Hoobie and his production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared, as always, for his Classic Who connections and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find links to our social media, our email, our Patreon, where you can support us, how you can subscribe. And while you're subscribing, make sure that you leave a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Be whoop. Wait. I thought thought you had something there. You're looking at me like you were just waiting for me to do the thing so you could say the thing. Nothing? Uh, well, no other I thoughts? had one thing I oh, didn't get oh. to mention. Oh. Okay, so early in the episode, there's a shot of, like, landscape or whatever, and there are birds that fly by, and one goes right and two go left, and I thought it looked like CGI. <laughs> Later, 
at the end of the episode, there was a different shot of a landscape and the same birds. <laughs> I, I actually, I thought that was the, the same hillside. Was it a different? Yeah. Or was it the same? I don't I know. I thought it was the same backdrop and everything. That's what I thought was really ticking you off. Was that it was oh, the no. exact same exact shot? No, what was shot. ticking me off was that it was the same birds and it, <laughs> on a different background. Bye. It's hilarious.